Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am your host, Chris McPherson, and we have a little bit of a reduced slate today, but still plenty of local rugby league content for you. Before we get into the content, I just wanted to take this opportunity to uh, thank our sponsors and welcome on board a couple of new sponsors. First of all, uh, the guys that have been with us for a little while now, Junkyard Skips and Beaver Brewery. Uh, they've been on board, as I said, for a little while now, but in the last seven or so days, we have welcomed Sharp DS Central Coast. Uh, they're there for all of your printing needs. Uh, make sure if you are down the Central Coast and looking for support in that element of your business that you do reach out to them and support the guys that support us. And our most uh, recent addition to our panel of partner businesses, Shipley Meats up at Rutherford. Uh, they are the ones to contact for all your affordable meats uh, certainly worth going in and checking out the guys at Shipley Meats for a great deal on your meat. Uh, they are bringing us all of the Group 21 scoreboards and updates. Sharp DS will be bringing us all the Central Coast Rugby League and updates. So great to have both of those guys on board uh, moving forward for Season 2022. So thank you. And as I said, make sure you do support the guys that support us. Uh, today's episode, we will be digging into the Statsman's updates from the washout round uh, and what we missed last week with an update on the leaderboards as well. Unfortunately, Josh is still overseas and uh, couldn't uh, free himself up, so he's uh, on a well-deserved break, but he'll be back uh, either next week or the week after, so really looking forward to having him back on, but we'll go through those. We've also got a uh, little bit longer sit-down with Dora Creek coach uh, Dave Hoban, um, obviously a topic of much discussion in recent weeks on our page around Dora Creek and the way they're going about uh, structuring their charge towards, um, hopefully for their, so from their point of view, a uh, A-grade premiership and certainly lots of people that have them very short favourites for said premiership. So uh, interesting little sit down with Dave talking about some of the uh, elephants in the room and uh, also about how Dora Creek have built their plan over the last few years to get themselves to where they are. So uh, let's... Uh, with no further ado, we'll jump in and get into our Statsman Stats Update, brought to you by Junkyard Skips. Okay, as I said in the intro, unfortunately still no Statsman Josh with us this week. Uh, he's on his international travels over in the UK, so he'll be back in the coming weeks, but he has still managed to take the time to crunch the numbers, grind through the game tape and put together all of the 3 2 ones from the weekend just past games, the washout games. So plenty to put together and uh, go through here. And again, all of our Statsman Player of the Year uh, competition points and feedback and numbers are brought to you by our great sponsors at Junkyard Skips. Uh, they're obviously the people to go and see if you need a skip bin. Uh, so reach out to the team and uh, via their Facebook page and uh, support the teams that support us. So let's get into the 3-2-1 from the three catch-up games. The first of the games was the entrance hosting Souths down at Edsac Oval 
and it was a close game. Souths running out four-point winners uh, and going through in reverse uh, with one point for the entrance was the entrance fullback Grant Nelson. Uh, Grant managed to score a try. He got a line break, a line break assist, a try contribution and seven tackle busts. So a really strong performance uh, in a defeated side. Uh, so he was the standout there for the entrance. Two points went to the number four for South, Travis Peterson. Uh, he stepped in for Jared Flanagan in the centres and certainly looked like he belonged there with one try, four tackle breaks, one line break, no errors, over 100 metres, and he won 93% of his carries, which is really good work from an outside back. So Travis Peterson really looking like he's uh, settling in there in the absence of Flanagan. But the three points... Uh, he's another new uh, addition to the South Newcastle Lions, and that's Angus Ernst. Uh, he started and uh, played predominantly around the halves in the 14 jersey. He also got a try, two line break assists, two tackle assists, one line break, one offload, and 17 tackles at 94% uh, as well. His kicking game was fairly on point throughout the game, so uh, he looks, again, another to be stepping into that South Newcastle side and uh, fitting in seamlessly and was... Uh, picking up his first three points of the season. So well done to Angus. Uh, we'll move along to uh, the Central and Wyong match. And it was Central running out winners again down on the Central Coast, this time at Maury Breen, 22 points to 14. Uh, the one point went to the experienced Wyong centre, Steve Gordon. Uh, one try assist, one line break assist, and plenty of tackle busts. Again, not one of the sides that Josh does the in-depth statistics for. Um, but again, Stephen Gordon showing his experience there. Uh, two points went to the younger of the Anderson brothers, Kane. A try, a line break, and one try contribution. So uh, really um, stepping up there in terms of bragging rights for the best Anderson at Central Newcastle. And three points. He's really slotted in well since he's come into the first grade side again, and that's Fletcher Kennedy. One try assist, one try contribution, and one line break contribution. A key role there for the Butcher Boys in that 22-14 to 14 win. And that's his second three-point haul of the season. So uh, very well done to Fletcher Kennedy. And finally, the somewhat uh, interesting and heated game between Curry and the Scorps. We saw a player sent off in the first half uh, that from Macquarie. That did not dampen Macquarie's spirits, and they went on to win this one 30 points to nil. Uh, Honourable mention, first of all, goes to Joe Woodbury. He got a try, two line breaks, one try contribution, three tackle brusts and 101 metres and one forced error. So uh, a great effort from Woodbury on his edge. Uh, But the guys that pipped him out, one point went to Malik Dayalu. He's uh, really starting to make an impact out at the Scorps. 15 runs, 141 metres, a try, two tackle busts, seven supports, and 34 tackles at 97%. That's a huge workload. Uh, and uh, obviously some really uh, big performances from other Scorps players to hold him out of the uh, the major points. The two points, that went to Baden Searle. Uh, he got a try assist, a try contribution, two line break contributions, one forced dropout, uh, 90% strike rate in defence, and two forced errors. So... Again, Baden continuing to show that he is a force, not just in attack, but also in defence. But the man who beat them all, the former Bulldog, three points go to Kerrod Holland. Huge numbers for him. One try, two line breaks, four line break assists, ten tackle bus, one try assist, one try contribution, two offloads, 
and 147 metres at 11.3 metres a carry. They are absolutely massive numbers. Uh, ab- absolutely blown away by the sort of stats that Kerrod's put up there in a uh, really big performance for the Scorps and a key victory uh, that really keeps them up amongst the competition pace setters. Uh, but again, well done to Kerrod. That alongside of last week's numbers, which I will just run through because obviously we didn't have a show. We, I don't have the stats in front of me. Uh, but the points getters, Wong versus Cessnock, one point Brock Molan, two points Peter Godinay, three points Mitch Williams. Uh, the entrance win over Wes, that was appointment to Will Pearsall, two to Sione Tonga, three to Ryan Doherty. Uh, South win over Lakes, one to Jack Welsh, two to Jared Flanagan, and three to Harry Van Dartel. Uh, Maitland's big win over Curry, one to Chad O'Donnell, two to Brock Lamb, three to Gary Anderson. And Central's game over there against the Scorps, one Matt Moon, two to Luke Higgins, and three to the other Anderson brother, Cameron Spider-Anderson. So that leaves the leaderboard as such. And we'll just go from those players that are on five points and up. So on five points, we have Will Pearsall from the entrance, Harry Van Dahl and Ryan Glanville from Souths, Nick Glowey from Lakes, Luke Sharp from Wyong, and Daniel Langbridge from Maitland. Uh, on six points, it's really heating up now. Baden Searle from Macquarie, Fletcher Kennedy and Cameron Anderson from Central, Matt Soper, Lawler from Maitland, and Lewis Hamilton from South Newcastle. On seven points, James Bradley from Maitland. Again, he's still been out with injury for quite some time now. Uh, and then tied in the lead on eight points, joining Kaya Cooper from Central is Mitch Williams from Wyong. So uh, Mitch, obviously the runner-up last year. Cam Anderson, another who f- finished on the podium, both making a bit of a charge in recent weeks. So two to watch out for, but there's plenty of them charging up there. We now have a total of 64 players who have polled points. Um, across seven rounds, minus a couple of catch-up games still to come. So it is a uh, fairly, you know, fairly tight run. And as I said, we have 14 players within three points of the lead um, and then another handful on four and an absolute ton on three. Uh, we've got about 20 players sitting back on three points. So there's plenty of time with only seven rounds in the books for those players to make a run. So again, a big thanks to Junkyard Skips who... Bring us our Stats Man Player of the Year segment and uh, sponsoring the prizes there, which we're really looking forward to being able to present at the end of season 2022 and hopefully a season that comes to a full culmination as opposed to last year. But uh, a big thanks again to Josh while he's on his holidays getting all those stats pulled together. We really appreciate all the time that he puts in there. I know a lot of our um, players that listen in as well as other listeners and fans are really enjoying Uh, having that in-depth analysis of the local competition. And again, all brought to you by Junkyard Skips. We're going to take a short break and we're going to rejoin you with our Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League segment talking to Dora Creek Swampy's A-grade coach, Dave Hoban. All right, it's time to dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and we are fortunate enough to have a guest on who has been well, probably one of the leading coaches across the last few years, certainly in terms of the squad that he's um, put up in the A-grade competition and their results have been uh, right there when the whips have been cracking, when there's been opportunities for finals or um, certainly at the top of the ladder when seasons have been nipped in the bud in recent times in the A-grade competition that currently named Lake Macquarie Forklift Services A-grade competition. Here's none other than Dora Creek Swampies coach Dave Hoban. Dave, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks very much for having me, Chris. It's great to be on the program. Mate, it's been, um, it's been a bit of a journey since you joined Dora Creek back in 2019. Um, 
a lot of people who sort of know the game now in terms of the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League see Dora Creek for the sort of the, the powerhouse that they are at the moment and certainly leading the ladder this year again. But it certainly hasn't always been the case and it, it's been a bit of a strategic progression certainly in the years leading up to and certainly since you've taken over there. Well, it has, mate. And um, it all started pretty much in 2017 when the club had recruit, recruited Brad Clark to be the captain coach and he obviously brought a few players to the club and that's when they started being pretty competitive. I think previous to that, they... Uh, they struggled to compete in B grade, but um, when I first come on board, I you know I had a had a, a lot of meetings and research just around the club and the DNA of the club, um, and spent a lot of time with Brad Clark and just tried to understand what made Dora Creek tick. And um, you know I put a bit of my own flavour on it when we started in 2019, and um, you know I think from there you know we've just built a really strong culture of a family club, which I think Dora Creek has always been. Um, but some of the things I changed was the, the culture around the training. And so it's probably a lot of things that people don't see today, but, um, we, you know, we've got guys now that just understand that if they, if they don't train and, you know, and, and look, let's be honest, you know, people have, have families and, and jobs to, to go to, but, um, you know, if they, if they can't make at least one training a week, then they knew that they weren't, weren't going to be in the starting side for the week. So, that was certainly something that we put in very early on in the piece, and I was very consistent and disciplined with that approach. And um, you know, that built a really strong culture of an attitude towards training. Now, you know, in saying that, you know, we we have had some some great success since 2009, and we have been very competitive. And I think the vision there was just to continue to grow the club. And um, you know, this year we, we've we've got three sides. We, we've we've got an A and a C grade competing in the men's competition, and we were lucky enough to recruit um, one of the uh, successful girls coaches on the Central Coast in Nathan Anderson. And whilst the girls are, are currently uh, in B grade and, and had one win on the weekend, which was fantastic, you know, the, the club's also got a vision now to get uh, to get those girls up to A grade. So, um, you know, in that in, in, in that A and C grade alone with the men's um, the people out there that want to know we've got 27 local juniors and uh, and out of that uh, nine of those are currently playing in the A grade um, we've got three guys that are eight years plus at the club we've got one guy that's done six years we've got four guys that have done four years and nine guys that are on their second year with the club so I think if you you, you put it all into context and, and take a step back and look underneath the bonnet um, there's been uh, there's been a lot of loyalty and service to the club from all of those players, and you know we 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 made a decision at the start of the year with just all of the noise that was being made in the area. Um, we, we've we've got a we, we've got a we've got to put a C grade in, and so we put a put an ad out, and before you know it, you know we had we had guys turning up the training left, right, and centre, and as I just said then before, we've got 27 local juniors, which I don't think any other club can can probably say they've got. Yeah, certainly, certainly a, a fairly impressive number between the two sides, as you say. I guess, and and you know, it's, it's no secret that you know, most mostly when we put up the posts each week with the the scoreboard, etc., we get a few detractors and different things, and a lot of them focus on the point of you know paid players and and stories of players getting you know numbers, and I think the number that someone threw out the other the other day on there was sort of seven hundred dollars a week, and I guess, it, and and I know that you know the club's focused on you know certainly bringing in talented players that are going to add to the culture. But that piece around, I guess, financial remuneration, it's, it's, it's not something where you're paying players to turn up and play. Um, you certainly have 
probably commercial entities that are aligned with the club who go out of their way to, to you know, line up things for the players though. So how's that work in terms of, you know, is there player payments that are, that are out there or, or what's the structure in terms of your recruitment process? Well, I'm actually glad you asked that question, Chris, because it's really disappointing to see, I guess, you know, I, I don't know if it's banter or if it's criticism of the club, but, um, you know, I don't know where people get some figures from, but, you know, one thing I will tell you is this, is that the Dora Creek Rugby League Football Club does not pay any players. Now, do we have private sponsors that look after certain players? Absolutely, we do. And I think, you know, I'll give you a couple of examples. I think, you know, one of the things that we're very strong on down at the club is that, and, and this is a real big thing that I've sort of instilled into all of our coaching staff, but we, we have a responsibility to all of our players and their families to make sure that um, they're very happy at the club. In terms of, you know, their financial positions, their relationships, their mental health, you know, do they have problems with alcohol and drugs? You know, and, and so, you know, we, we address that. And if people have got problems, we're the first people to help those people through those situations. And the football's a secondary thing. And I think that that's, that's really where some of our successes come from and people want to join the club. Now, we've got private sponsors as well that um, you've got one particular player there at the moment he, uh, he, you know, he invested a fair bit of money in his business and he lost that money. He lost his business. Uh, he wanted to move up to the area and so uh, he wanted to provide his family with a better life. So he, he moved up to the area. We got him a job with a sponsor and then we also had another sponsor who's a developer who had a house available and we've been able to put him in that house at a cheaper rent. And so I think the private sponsors have been able to help these players through all sorts of situations and I think that that's been an obligation that we've taken on as coaching staff and committee down at Dora Creek. Yeah, and it's, it's certainly obviously an opportunity that is, is out there. I mean, you, you're probably, you know, and, and I'm sure you'll admit this yourself, you're probably fortunate between yourself and Brad, especially in, in some of the connections you've got so that when these opportunities do present, you're the sorts of guys that these these style of players might reach out to, I suppose, and, and you know, you're then in a position to, to assist them by putting them in touch with, with said sponsors and bringing them to an area where they can, you know, move away from other challenges that you might have alluded to before? Oh, absolutely. And I think if you look at the club and the growth that we've had since Brad come on board in 2017, and mind you, let's just put it all into perspective. We won the comp in 2019 and we lost the grand final in 2020. And then with the COVID year last year, it was first past the post. So um, we put it all into perspective, but... The, the club, the club's got forty plus sponsors in two thousand and twenty-two, and we're very fortunate that on the on the board of Dora Creek and the committee, you know, there's a lot of very smart local business people. So, you know, I think that that's you know all of these things that have happened have been attributed to the success of the club. Um, and you know, as I said when you first asked me that question about the comments that happen on your your page every week, you know, I think. Uh, one of the things I will say, I don't know the full history of the competition because I only moved up here 10 years ago from Manly, but there's one thing that I will say about Dora Creek, you know, that there was, there was two or three years in a row there where they ran last in B grade. Um, they also then fielded an A grade side, and, the, and I think you and I had this conversation the other day, but you'd go down to Dora Creek and ref sometimes where they'd have 11 players and they'd get hammered 50 nil. Think that you know one of the things I will say is Dora Creek never forfeited and they always showed up and played and that's a credit to the club and all of the people associated with it and I think all of the noise that's coming out of the A grade competition at the moment 
is that clubs are going to forfeit against Dora Creek, and that's extremely disappointing. And 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 one other thing I will say about it is that yes, we've had some success, but if you look at some of the successful clubs in the A grade competition, one of those is Windale, um, and one of those guys, and I'm not going to name any names because I'm not here to 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 criticise any club because I think that we all need to make sure our clubs are improving and and we're providing a bit of competition. But you know, Windale have won the comp four times. 94, 95, 2011 and 2016. And they've been runners-up in 92, 2012 and 2014. But no one talks about that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and obviously we don't want to get into you know, and and as I said, as I've said to you a number of times, we're very much about sort of trying to build everything up on the show, and I know that's more so your overarching focus, and it's and it's you know more of a I guess a a point to be raised that it's not you know one side, and we see if you go back through the history and the likes of Paul Arundale and Co have done a great job in building that up on Wikipedia. If you go through those historic results and on the web, there's, there's waves that teams go through, and I think and and rightly so, there was some some good um, positive conversation on on the site or on the Facebook page during this week where one of the one of the um, guys who was commenting on there basically said you know if it was his club well he'd probably view it differently and um, and, it, and that's probably the key is that it'd, it'd be great to see that some other clubs maybe followed the lead and that the other thing is I guess lots of clubs will say that that might be too much of a challenge they don't have those corporate sponsors this isn't something that's happened overnight at Dora Creek as you said like it started and the roots probably go back to you know, them finding Brad, which would have been, you know, back to 2016. Yep. We're going back six or seven seasons for them to, yep. to turn around, and that's from being a B-grade club. So we've got other clubs that are looking at coming from a, a lower position. It, it's a, you know, to use the Gus Gould parlance, it's a five- or ten-year plan, Dave. Oh, I totally agree, mate. I think that every time I talk to people about where we are now, you know, I, I always mention that it all started when Brad Clark had come to the club. And, and let's just, uh, let's also talk about Brad because, he, uh, he he was travelling up from Sydney and he he, uh, he he was working for one of our sponsors, but he loved the area that much. He's still playing and he's bought a house in the area. So, you know, he's one of probably many guys that I could say have moved to the area. I mean, Chris Mulgrew, this is his fourth year with the club. His kids play for the juniors and he's actually um, moving house into, into the area this weekend. So, you know, I think that, um, that that's just a classic example of, people that come to the club they don't just leave but they stay around for a while and they end up moving to the area because they love it so much yeah you're probably blessed there in terms of it is a pretty good part of the world and you know um, I know from talking to you historically and, and yourself and I in terms of work and different things with people who are based in between Sydney and I know Brad's another one who at different points I'm not sure what his current status is but you know traveling for work it's a, it's a perfect location to give you that balance and we've seen more of that with COVID and um, that gives that balance to people, but mate, uh, it, it is great to see those people that have bought in, and it's, I guess, that's the the key is it, it's it's all about that long term planning for clubs, and um, you know that's where the proof is in the pudding, and undoubtedly the the the, sh- the turn will come where Dora Creek won't be, you know, that powerhouse at different points, but it, I'm sure under your watch the goal is that um, you'll continue to set the standard, and and hopefully others will will look to aspire to to, to chase you down and. I know, and again, from a conversation that we've had previously, the likes of yourself and Brian Finlay, who's on the board out there and has been involved in Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League board, there's no industry secrets or anything. If clubs are looking at doing something where they want to, you know, pick pick the brains, um, you'd be more than happy to have conversations with guys. Oh, absolutely, Chris. And I think that, um, you know, you've obviously got the, the, the Tui's Cup there, which is the premier competition, but even even an A-grade competition, we should still be viewing that as a premier competition, the upper hunter Newcastle Rugby League. So, 
you know, I think that that's the approach pubs could take. I mean, again, you know, I don't know if, if you if you know this, but even even one of the last uh, league meetings, there were some clubs there asking for help on how to run a general ledger. Um, you know, again, clubs can't run their general ledger. I mean, what, what sort of hope is there for them to just survive, let alone growing and and, and sort of going up through the grades? Yeah, it's it's certainly a challenge, as you say. If you've got and and that's that's no no insult on any of those clubs because the people that are in there are the volunteers that are trying to do the best they can. But um, sometimes it's about you know being in the fortunate position of and you know Brian's a great example that he's been involved with Dora Creek for quite some time. Sort of had his commercial now, so he's successfully run a business for quite some you know um, more years than I've probably been alive. Um, is something that was a fortunate probably foundation stone for Dora Creek and I know other clubs are are looking at that. I know I've had conversations with one other club at the moment and that's sort of the model there, hoping to get a few, I guess, successful commercial people to come in to to provide that side of things as well as having the the football now, not just from a coaching point of view, but the footballing input to to maintain culture of the club in in the right ilk. Yeah, totally agree with you there. And I think, look, we're also lucky because it's not just myself but that have got contacts with NRL coaches and, and general managers of NRL football clubs. There's other people within the club as well. But, you know, we're, we're leveraging that knowledge from the people that we know within NRL clubs to implement into our training programs as well. So, um, as you said before, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that people don't see, and that's been part of the plan. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't apologise to anybody for the success, um, you know, and I hope that people can take a leaf out of Dora Creek's book and um, you know, and, and try to better better their club and and compete at a higher level. Yeah, well, I'm sure Dora Creek and, and knowing some of the guys down there, um, you know, we've had a few of the guys on the show, and I know, know a couple of guys quite well, including Chris Marlborough that you mentioned before, and um, your illustrious skipper uh, Webby, who uh, Scott Fitzpatrick, who's been there for quite a few years and is an absolute character yep. in himself, mate. That you know, you guys would welcome and, and enjoy the challenge of having the target on your back anyway. So you you, you hope that they that, that people come for you to close that gap. Yeah, and look, what a, what an amazing human being, you know, Scott Webb or Scott Fitzpatrick, whatever he wants to be known as on the day, but he's an amazing person, he's an amazing family man, and he's an amazing leader, and they're the type of people we want at the club, you know, and, and look, yeah, everyone wants to beat us every week, but we've got to play well to win, and we played Woodbury on the weekend, and that was a very, very tough game, they're a good side, they're very physical, um, you know, and I think that on the day, we, we just played too well, so... Um, but I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure when they go back to the drawing boards and and, and uh, train a bit harder, I think the the, the the competition next time we play them will be probably a, a different scoreline. It'll be it'll be a lot closer. Yeah, and and you're you're right in saying that. I, I I managed to catch the second half of your game against Maitland the other week. I missed the first half where obviously your boys' things were clicking and gelling, but a, a few injuries. Um, you finished the game a little bit limited on players, and and the pickers, you know, you know, they might be sitting at the bottom of the ladder at the moment, but they held it to you um, in that second half. Well, well, they did. They, they won the second half, eighteen sixteen, and you know we did. We we got three or four injuries, and and um, you know that changed the whole course of the game. So uh, that that's I guess that's the, the the thing about winning games and winning competitions is you you've got to have a good good run with injuries. And and so far we've been pretty lucky, but on that day we we caught quite a few, so we had to struggle in that second half. Yeah, uh, understood, mate. Well, let, let's have a quick look ahead, speaking of, of the footy. Let's have a look ahead to this weekend and, and get your thoughts. You've seen most of the teams, um, so let's let's get your thoughts. We'll leave your game till the third of them. Let's start with the Maitland side up against South Newcastle, the two sides with, with what would be traditional open-grade sides playing in the A-grade competition. 
this this will be an interesting one. Both sides have, have shown some real glimpses, mate. Um, and you know, South have been in the comp for a couple of years now. Maitland, the new entrance. Uh, how do you think it'll shape up? Maitland at home, obviously, not going to be an easy proposition for the Lions. No, I don't think so. And I think if you look at both of those clubs, they're, they're coming from two each cup, cup sort of programs. So, you know, they're, they're both strong clubs. But I think uh, up Maitland, what a, what a fantastic setup that was. It would be great to play at a facility like that every week. But, um, yeah, look, I even said tonight to, to my boys, I, you know, I think uh, when we beat South Newcastle quite well, I, I think there's a lot of improvement in them as well. I think it's going to be close, but I think at home Maitland will get the cash. Lovely, mate. Next up, and this is an interesting one because it's really hard to get a form line on a rim, but they've looked dangerous when they've been out of field aside, and I know they, they forfeited against your side. Uh, they're going to have a tough ask up against Woodbury. Woodbury, a fair road trip, and I know from talking to a couple of people that you know Woodbury have probably struggled for numbers on the training track, and a lot of teams have probably struggled to get on training tracks in recent weeks at different points, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how a rimba shape up down there at home. That, that big road trip's certainly going to be a little advantage for them, you'd think. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know too much about Arimba, but um, you know, from what I saw from Woodbury on the weekend, I think that they'll, um, they should, they should win and win quite well. They're, they're a big, physical, fast side, and uh, the conditions weren't, the, weren't the best on the weekend, but um, yeah, they're, 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 uh, they're a pretty good football side. They certainly have the names on paper, mate. When you look at the Tafua brothers and those sorts of things, and and we talked about this the other day offline and. If they can continue to build around them, then there's no reason that can't be the platform if they can get the players buying in and, and start to build that culture, um, having that NRL experience and you know other contacts that hopefully we can see Woodbury, you know, and again, a consistency of A-grade teams, which we've seen such chop and churn even in the, in the sort of four seasons you've been involved, Dave, with teams coming in for one year and then disapp- disappearing or dropping down the grade. So it'd be great to see yep. a few sides being consistent over a few years and really build that premier competition. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't really know who Larry and Mark Tafua were, being a manly boy, but um, I certainly knew who they were after the weekend. They're, uh, they're big, strong, physical boys. And look, I think it's great that they're coming back to give something back to local A grade, and uh, you know, they should be commended for doing that. And let's just hope, fingers crossed, that they keep building and, and um, yeah, that they... Uh, you know, they, they keep being really competitive in the A grade. We don't want to see teams be in for one or two years and then drop out. You know, we want to see teams continue to build and and um, and have a, a strong competitive competition. Yeah, exactly, mate. Now this next one is no, no prizes for who you're going to tip here, but Dudley they've they've been an interesting side so far this season. Um, some mixed results. They're sitting fourth with um, one win and two losses, and they've been, um, I guess, you know, in the other game that they had uh, in one of those losses. Sorry. They're going to be a tough challenge. It's never an easy place to visit, especially with the current weather conditions. The wind's going to be howling up there at Dudley Oval. Yeah, well, when we have played them in the past, it's always been a real tough contest up there. So we're not expecting anything different this weekend. Um, some of the boys who, uh, who who are from Lithgow who work in the mines here in Mandalong that play for Dora Creek, they've got some good mates that play for Dudley. So you know, they're, they're, they're expecting that we're in for a pretty tough game there on Saturday. Yeah, certainly. I think that one will be a good challenge and it'll be a good litmus test for Dudley and another challenge for your boys, as you said. You know, you're going out there each week with a target on your back as the side that was first past the post last year. Uh, it'd be remiss of us not to mention your other two sides while we've got you on, mate. Uh, the C-grade side, they're going quite well. Just the one loss so far, I think, against, Lake, against Lakes a fortnight ago. Um, it's a pretty even contest. They've got a bit of a local derby this weekend, taking on Westwall's End, one of the other clubs that's uh, linked through to Macquarie. Yeah, yeah, look, it was... Um 
it was just really happy to see them win on the weekend. They're, they're just, and for a C grade side, I mean, they're, they're just, I was so happy for them because they've been turning up the training every week. They've been putting in the effort and, um, they had a very good win against Abermain, but uh, I think they're expecting a pretty tough game on a Friday night against West Wall then, so they're going to have to uh, have to be on their game, but I think they can get the cash. And your, your girls, mate, they head down to, to Budgieway. Halakalani, never an easy place to visit, but just a trip just down the road onto the coast for your girls, so not too far. They'll be looking to go back-to-back and, and continue Budgieway's winless start of the year. Yeah, well, as I said at the start of the program, we, we recruited um, representative coach from the Central Coast, Nathan Anderson, and gee, he's done a fantastic job with these girls and just improving their skill levels every week and just couldn't be more happier for him and all of the girls there on Saturday, particularly on Old Boys Day when we, um, when we got three grades that won. So, look, I think he'll... Um, you know, I think he's going to get better and better every week with this team and, and I'm expecting the girls to, to win again. Excellent, mate. Well, a big thank you for coming on, mate. Um, some topics that, you know, it's, it's nice to, I guess, get, get the other side of the story because we often see some, you know, as you said, banter that might border a bit past that at different points from different individuals. And look, at the end of the day, hopefully, you know, we, we've managed to answer a few of the prickly questions. And, um, mate, again, appreciate you giving up a bit of time and having a chat about how it is that Dora Creek's gone about it and shedding some light on it. And look forward to uh, hopefully catching you around the traps during the season. My pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me on the program and just a huge congratulations to you and the League Castle team for promoting uh, the rugby league in the area from, from the Tui's Cup all the way down to the lower grade. So thanks again, mate. A massive thanks to Dave Hoban, brought to us by our Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League supporters, the Beaver Brewery. Uh, make sure to check them out for all your beverage needs. Uh, they are certainly uh, whipping up a treat up there in Darwin. And uh, if you do make your way to the NT, then obviously check them out, but also support them via their uh, online facilities and stores. Um, we're certainly uh, keen to get some of their product down to some of our, uh, or our winning, I should say, club of the year come the end of the season. And, and we look forward to having Sean Johnson on the show again in the next couple of weeks to give you another update of Around the Grounds and all the canteens that have been uh, starring or, or not quite starring. Um, but certainly, as we know at the moment, Raymond Terrace in the box seat in that competition at the moment. They uh, have absolutely wowed Sean when he was out there. So if you're looking for a good feed, good atmosphere and um, some good blue cans, make sure to head out to Lakeside Oval. Um, and also shoot through your feedback. We, we're keen to hear about where those great grounds are that are knocking it out of the park. Um, heard some really good feedback in the last week or so in regards to Patterson River and Dungog, so certainly on the list to go and check out. Um, and we'll, we'll be sussing them out during the year through Sean, myself, and a couple of other people that are floating around to, to rate those grounds and crowds. So looking forward to that. Um, of course, we do still have a big week of rugby league ahead of us. We talked about the A-grade competition fixtures for the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. Uh, we also have, obviously, the Denton Engineering Cup round eight ahead of us. Uh, on Saturday, we've got Wyong taking on Macquarie, West taking on Lake, so those games at Murray Breen and Harker. Uh, Maitland Sports Ground will host the Maitland Pickers and South Newcastle Lions. And then on Sunday, it'll be Central Newcastle hosting the Curry Bulldogs at St John Oval and the Entrance Tigers at Edsac Oval against Cessnock. So plenty of interesting clashes there. Certainly the Maitland South game... Uh, South are in, in really good form. They've only dropped one game this season. Maitland undefeated. So those two sides coming head-to-head will really give us, I guess, a picture of South's premiership credentials as well as uh, maybe 
Uh, we might uh, see a chink in the armour of Maitland. We haven't seen one yet, but South will be hoping to uh, be able to produce that. So make sure you do get out and support your local footy, of course. Make sure to get onto our social media pages, League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter, um, and engage with us, flick us through some messages, uh, let us know what you'd like to see on the show, who you'd like to see on the show. We've had some feedback in regards to uh, a couple of guests that we're going to have lined up in the next couple of weeks, uh, all being well. Um, and, yeah, certainly, as I said, uh, happy to engage with any clubs that would like to, to get involved and get around it. Uh, a big thanks to those who have supported it um, and those that have been on the show so far this year. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, a big thanks again to Josh Spiegelman for all of his stats work and a big thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, so Beaver Brewery, Junkyard Skips, Shipley Meats and Sharp DS Central Coast. Make sure, as I said in the introduction, to please support those businesses that support our show and support the local rugby league community uh, because in doing so, it enables them to continue to support us and um, and hopefully further support the rugby league community in other ways as well. So... A big thanks for tuning in. We look forward to catching up with you next week, hopefully with Josh back on deck and with a couple of guests. Apologies for a little bit briefer show today. A few scheduling conflicts made it a real challenge. But again, thanks to Dave Hoban for coming on. And uh, make sure to get out, enjoy your footy, support your local team, enjoy uh, your choice of beverage and feed at your local footy ground and support your local clubs. And we'll catch you with all your local footy news again next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the Premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle. Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.